This podcast is brought to you on Roku and Fire TV by Pod Nation Podcast TV. Find us on X, Facebook, Instagram, or wherever podcasts are broadcast. Download our app and never miss a show with video on demand as well as exclusive content found only on Pod Nation TV. and personal journal my morning started with well a start ow oh, I forgot about the wrong side of the bed I fell out of the bed oh. I regretted having several piles of books on the floor rubbing my eyes I stepped toward my dresser and tapped my cell phone screen to silence the alarm then I brought up my notifications as part of my daily Did the World End routine. Huh? An emergency notification? A, a bunch of kaiju escaped last night? Some sort of failure in the island security system? Let's see. Everyone is advised to stay indoors until EDF mutant security has subdued the kaiju. But here's another notification from an hour later. Island security systems have been restored. You may now go outside. Multiple kaiju are still missing. Dang, I slept through all the excitement. Huh. Gary says my appointment at the legal action team office is still on. <sighs> Alright, I'll go eat breakfast and head out. The island was a bit quieter than normal during my early morning walk to the legal action team office. The New Year's Day crowd had left. That holiday is a bigger deal than Christmas in Japan. I even saw Ozaki leading a patrol himself. That's why it was a bit of a relief walking into the office and seeing good old Gary Stewart. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Gary. <laughs> Exciting night, huh? Oh, you mean the Kaiju jailbreak? No, I mean you meeting Jessica at the Crater Eye Cafe to celebrate her getting her old job back. Oh, yeah. It was weird. What do you mean? She said she's been talking about us with Bex, and decided that she and I should just be friends. I, I, I'm confused. <sighs> Freaking Zoomers. What'd you say? Nothing. No, Raymond keeps me busy here at the office anyway. All's well that ends well, I guess. On to the business at hand. Morning salutations, Marchand. Hey, Raymond. Negotiating my contract renewal with the board always puts a damper on the start of the new year, but I'm glad I have the legal action team in my corner now. You bet your life. Those rapscallions on the board drove a hard bargain, but it was nothing the legal action team couldn't handle. He threatened them with Mido Ranger and, uh, Wambat. Seriously? Supervillains respond best to hero protocols. Read Murdoch's Law. It's the definitive scholarship on the subject. 
Sure. Let's just get this over with. Call the overlords. Gary opened his laptop and brought up a video chat app. He clicked the username Monster Isla BOD. After a few rings, the blue stars and laurels logo for the island's wannabe dictators appeared. I quickly recognized the voices of President Hell and Vice President Keela. Good morning, Legal Action Team. And Happy New Year, Marchand. To quote a great man, we are men of action. Lies do not become us. Ah, the six-fingered man. One of my heroes. Just as he should be, Helly, honey. <sighs> but yes, let's cut the crap. We've carried over your contracts from last year with one new clause. I glanced at Raymond and said, One new clause? You and your newly reinstated producer will be recapturing the kaiju who escaped last night. Huh? With what? Whichever Mecha Crane thinks is best suited for the job. Dang it, hell! I'm a podcaster, not a kaiju wrangler. Well, now you're both. How am I supposed to curate films for the vault and produce my show? Crane told us his Mecha can serve as a mobile studio. And we've made arrangements for you to tour local film studios to get prints to add to the island's collection. What do you mean by local film studios. The island's kaijuologists were able to track the escaped monsters with satellites and discovered that they returned to their countries of origin. Which were? Hong Kong, South and North Korea, Denmark, Norway, just to name a few. Ugh, don't you have people more qualified to do this? Like Heat or the EDF mutants? They don't have resources like giant robots at their disposal. Plus, we don't like you and Crane, and want you both off the island. Now the truth comes out. Lies do not become us, remember? We just need you to sign on the dotted line. And what if I don't? I can't promise you'll find work elsewhere on the island. Uh, give me a moment to consult with my client. Very well. Gary. Silence the computational horn, please. Oh, sure. That was discreet. Are you kidding me? It was the best we could do. I've rarely worked my Denham University law degree more than I did negotiating this contract. Trust me when I say that this is a small concession. You don't want to hear their original proposition. Oh, and look on the bright side. <laughs> it's a chance to tour the world. Yeah, while my supervillain bosses laugh at me trying to play kaiju cowboy. As your legal counsel, and your friend, Marshan, I strongly advise you to take the deal. <sighs> Fine. Where do I sign? And a few minutes later... You're... Welcome, sir and madam. That security breach seems... a bit too convenient. Are, are you saying the board let the kaiju escape on purpose? Precisely. Uh. That's too petty a crime, even for them. Did you forget who we work for? He has a point, Raymond. Who manages the kaiju security system? Um, uh, I think it's Ricky Becker. Everyone calls him the Monster Island Zookeeper. I bet he's responsible. Uh-uh-uh, he's innocent until proven guilty, Marchand. I wonder. 
Just how much did the board pay him to do this? Oh no, he latched onto his crazy idea like a rabid King Caesar. Time for a call-out session. Booyah! I stormed out of the office. I was a man on a mission from God. Zilla, ha! Okay, maybe not. After calling a few scientists and Ozaki, I learned Becker usually observed the kaiju from Omori Point around that time in the morning, so I marched to it. There, amidst a small throng of tourists, I saw a guy wearing the standard orange jumpsuit typing on his tablet while watching some kaiju in the distance. I cut through the crowd and tapped him on the shoulder. Mr. Becker? Ricky turned around. He was a middle-aged man with brown hair, brown eyes, and a well-worn face with a day's worth of stubble. Yeah. Who wants to know? Nate Marchand. Oh, yeah. Ain't you one of the board's higher-up mooks? Long story short, not anymore. Good. Because I probably would have told you to scram if you still were. Heh. <laughs> That's funny. So funny coming from a guy who let a bunch of kaiju escape on their orders. Hey, 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 you got a lot of nerve getting in my face and throwing around false accusations. If the shoe fits. Oh, yeah? Well, shoe this. That shoe is going to be my boot right up your... Okay, okay. Just... Tell me what happened last night. <sighs> I don't know. I was home last night with Amy and the kids. Everything was fine when I left, trust me. I always check. These kids, they got running things when I'm off the clock... They ain't learning nothing in trade schools these days. But I trust them to tell the truth, and they told me this morning they don't know what happened. The system was just shut down. They had to scramble to get it back online to keep the other monsters from escaping. <sighs> do you have records of this? Why do you want to know? You a knock or something? I don't talk to knocks. I do not deal with knocks. No, I just... Ugh. I walked over and leaned on the railing, hanging my head. All right, I'll bite. What's wrong, Mr. Machand? A lot. Ugh. Too much to explain. I got time. I spent months, months infiltrating the island's inner sanctum. I threw friends under the bus and said I was maintaining my cover. I told myself I'd make up for it later, but I liked my title. I enjoyed the power and the fat checks. But in the end, other people uncovered the secrets I sought, and my shiny new job turned out to be a lie. And what do I have to show for it? You broken relationships. Ricky came up beside me and put his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you learned the hard way what the uh, Apostle Pauli meant when he said, bad company corrupts good character. Don't remind me. In the distance, I saw Godzilla, Angerus, and the Baragons. They almost seem to be playing together. I'm going to tell you something. Some people, when they uh, come here to the island, they just see big animals. Yeah, a few people are kind of loony, think they're gods or something. I think they escape from the nuthouse, but that's just me. Anyway, I spend a lot of time up here watching them. Every single day I watch them. You know what I see? 
No, but you're about to tell me. Haha, <laughs> yeah, my wife tells me I'm about as obvious as a real bear on Soldier Field. Anyway, you know what I see when I see those monsters? People. I see people. All these big monsters, they got personalities. Sometimes they fight. They hate each other for a bit. Yesterday, Angiris bit Godzilla's tail as a joke. They haven't spoken until just now. The Baragons right over there? Yeah, Titanus Doug's been trying to woo Lady Baragon for months. The scientists thought they might have made some crazy-looking babies. Did they? If I haven't seen any, they have not. But look at them now. They're practically newlyweds. And what does this have to do with my situation? My point, Mr. Machan, thanks for asking, is that if monsters can learn to forgive each other, so can humans. Jimmy's mostly at that point, but that's because he had a hot cellmate who's now his girlfriend, apparently. My pseudo-sister? That's an uphill battle. Listen, my friend, take it from a man with a wife and three kids. Make a little effort first. You think Amy is always happy with me? Ah, oh, hell no. Hell no. And my kids? <laughs> I feel like I'm a ref in a boxing ring sometimes with them. You don't get to choose your family. So make the best of it. I'm getting really sick of apologizing for things. Hey, somebody's got to step up to the plate and break the crazy cycle, you know? Might as well be you. I really, really wish I could argue with you. But I can't. Could you uh, tell that to my wife? <laughs> break your own crazy cycle. Touche, Mr. Machan, touche. I extended a hand to Ricky. My friends call me Nate. Ricky shook my hand with a firm and vigorous grip. Glad I could help, Nate. And hey, sorry for assuming you were one of the board's goons. Water under the Dearborn Bridge, my friend. I'd, uh, I thought the same thing. In the meantime, I have a world tour to plan. The last few days, I've gathered info on the escaped kaiju and their whereabouts while Jimmy prepped his mecha. He wanted to use Mechanicong Mark II, but the parts he needed to repair it after our fight with Not Goldar still haven't come in. He refused to use anything made by Solstice, and I don't blame him. Unfortunately, his list of trustworthy tech companies is short. So, we're stuck with Ubermogura. Jimmy's made some improvements, including some better weapons, since the last time it was in combat, which helps me feel a bit more confident. But I still would have preferred Robert Kong. We went around and said goodbye to a few of our friends and colleagues on the island. Reverend Mafune, Ozaki, Heat, even Captain Gordon. But we invited our inner circle, Raymond, Gary, Jessica, and now Ricky, to Jimmy's garage to see us off. Jimmy and I stood on the elevator as it lowered us from the Mecha's cockpit. Got all your gear loaded up, Jimbo? Sure do. And, uh, don't call me Jimbo. Only Danny can do that. Sure, Jimmy Bot 5000. Hey, I finally got a new mic for this expedition, so my dulcet NPR tones can finally be heard by our listeners. I'll believe that when I hear it. Thank you all for coming. Wouldn't miss it for the world. I would've. Jessica, be nice. I don't wanna. Hell hath no fury. <sighs> all right, all right. 
Let's take care of this first. Jess? <sighs> I'm sorry. For what? For... Disregarding your feelings when Winter gave me your job. And throwing you under the bus about the whole Emir thing. I'm... I'm sorry for putting you in an awkward position and assuming the worst about you. Hey there, crazy cycle broken. Love to see it. Who are you? Your brother's newest friend. What do you want to know? You a knock too? Nah, just fooling. Pseudo brother! Come on, Baka! Nate, now take it from me, please. Be glad you still have a family. One step at a time, guys. Miss Shaw, care to have this legally settled? Gary's been doing plenty of research on your status as a cloned sibling. I know, but we're seeing other people. Wait, you, you mean other clients? Okay, let's not make this more complicated than it needs to be. I wanted you all here so I could personally say goodbye. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of jealous you get to go on a world tour. <sighs> yeah, but it's board mandated so they can get rid of me and Jimmy for a while. You can't think like that. You gotta focus on the positives. Look at me, I, I barely been out of the tri-state area before I got hired as a Monster Island zookeeper. Anything can happen. He has your point, Nate. It's better than getting shot into space, I guess. Yeah, speak for yourself. So, what are you actually going to do while you're, thankfully, gone? Well, it turns out the escaped kaiju returned to their home countries, so we'll be tracking them there. I've installed some bag-and-tag software and equipment on Ubermogura that we'll use to subdue each kaiju as we find it. And then I'll be standing by to launch Jimmy's carrier drones so I can retrieve the big palookas and bring them right back here. Ugh, how long is that gonna take? Probably a year. Huh, a year without Baka. You'll miss me. Maybe not. Hey, don't you two have that weird wonder-twin thing going on? I hope not! Dagnabbit, Jess! Just then, a woman wearing black slacks and a gray shirt and carrying a big satchel over her shoulder entered the hangar and walked toward us. She was the spitting image of the infamous Miss Namikawa. Kaguya, you're here! Jimmy ran to the woman and greeted her with a kiss. Wait a minute. Your girlfriend has a name now? Yes. He helped me choose it last night. Yeah, my scout leader used to read the Tale of the Bamboo Cutter every night when I was in the Scout Association of Japan, and then I found her in a cryo bed, which is almost like a bamboo shoot. You, you know where I was going with this. It's a beautiful story. He read it to me before he chose my name. <sighs> That's sweet and all, but we need to get going, so say your goodbyes, Jimmy. Cool your jets there, Marchland. She's coming with us. Uh, say what? Hey, hey, it's Three's Company in reverse. Huh? You know Three's Cut. You know what? Never mind. Jimmy, we only have two cabins in Ubermogura. <laughs> I know. Oh, good God, Scylla. <laughs> Poor Baka's a third wheel again. Again? Haha. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Adventure awaits. Hey, did you forget someone? You can come too, Nate. I should steal the lady guard in the island's museum, and... Uh-uh-uh. Crazy cycle, Nate. Ugh. I turned to my friends, and we all waved at each other. Bye, everyone. Bye, Nate. Many happy returns, Marshand. Sayonara, Baka! 
I joined Jimmy and Kaguya on the elevator, which started rising toward Ubermogra's head. It was strangely difficult to watch Jessica, Gary, Raymond, and Ricky shrink below us, but so was watching Jimmy and Kaguya hold hands. So, I looked up at the quickly approaching drill-nosed mole face of the mecha that would be our mobile studio for this ridiculous venture. New chapter was upon me. Upon us. Every country may have a monster, and every monster may have a country, but this robot didn't feel like home. Do I even have one anymore? I'll figure it out later. End journal entry. MIFV Season 4 Prelude Jailbreak Starring Nathan Marchand as MIFV Nate Damon Noyes as Raymond Martin and Gary Stewart Luke Giaconetti as President Hell Becky Smith as Vice President Keela Daniel Damana as Ricky Becker Sarah Marchand as Jessica Shaw Kim Laconalau as Kaguya and featuring Jimmy from NASA as himself. Written, directed, produced, and edited by Nathan Marchan. Music tracks included Turk's Theme, remixed by Final Fantasy and Chill. The Investigation by Artem Grebenshikov's Background Music. Yuna at Zenarkand, Her Mind on Lost Friends by Sui. A Weird Thing by Chiro. 80s heroin theme by Chan Walrus and Beautiful Oblivion by Scott Buckley. Sound effects sourced from freesound.org, including those by Inspector J. Our story segments were made possible by the generous MIFE Max members on Patreon Danny DeManna, Executive Producer Damon Noyes, The Cellcast, Tofu Fury, Eric Anderson of Nerd Chapel. Ted Williams, Winja the Ninja, Brad Batman Edelman, Christopher Reiner, The Indiscreet One, Jake Hambrick, Edwin Gonzalez, Matt Walsh, but not that Matt Walsh, and Jonathan Courtright. This is a fan production and no copyright infringement is intended or implied. All characters, video clips, and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders. MIFV is a Moonlighting Ninjas media production and a proud member of Pod Nation. Thank you for listening. Next time, Super Infradan! <laughs> <laughs>